What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks. Hi, this is James McEachin. You're listening to TV Confidential. All right, since we're in a festive mood here, Dragnet. Okay. <laughs> That's, yeah. Well, uh, first of all, uh, did, from, Gra- did Dragnet do a Christmas episode? Uh, actually, they did two around the same time, a Dragnet Christmas episode. There was actually one that aired the year prior, because Dragnet was already on. And uh, it's amazing. You look at this. And this, by the way, the episode was turned on to me by Joseph Doherty, who... Uh, you know, from uh, right who's now, a, who's in a dragnet frame of mind? He he is loving noir, and uh, hopefully, uh, we'll get to talk about well, uh, noir because we're noir working. Has, yeah, we're, we're working, working on that. that. Hopefully, after the first of the year. But he's he's in a dragnet frame of mind when he's not busy producing Ravenswood and and, and Pretty, Pretty Little, Little Liars, Liars. and uh, and it, it's I'm sure it's safe to say now that there will be a Pretty Little Liars in February that will be. Greatly influenced by Joe's love of noir, because apparently millennials love it too, and so uh, he's been uh, very much on that. Uh, so anyway, there was an episode, December eighteenth, nineteen fifty-two, called "Big Twenty-Two Rifle for Christmas." Friday and Smith are searching for a missing boy. The first sign uh, that uh, the case is serious is when blood is found. Further probing reveals that the boy's parents had purchased him a 22 cal- caliber rifle for Christmas. And, uh, you know, the, the boy found it a little ahead of uh, time and went out and, and uh, tested it out. And, and uh, without going into too much uh, detail as to how the story plans plays out, I will warn you, not a happy ending. But uh, it does have the moral at the end, where Job pretty much says, you don't give a rifle to a kid for yeah. Christmas. And uh, very, you know, because Jack Webb and Joe Friday have always been seen as very, you know, conservative mm-hmm. icons, especially the anti-drug Joe of, yeah. the, of the 60s. But it, it really has a, a powerful message that a gun, a real gun, you know, we're not talking about a, a cap gun. Right. We're talking about a real gun is not an appropriate toy for a child, uh, let alone a child in the city of Los Angeles. And so uh, it it ends very heavy, but you have this important message in a Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, we're so used to all these classic episodes of, of the time period where the characters break the fourth wall and, and wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Would this have been totally out of character for an episode in 1952, especially of a popular show? You know, for this show... Probably not out of character for Dragnet because they were going off the files and Jack Webb was very much a stickler for, you know, how, however it played out in, right. in, in the files. That, that's this the is story, how we want That's it. the story we're going to tell, right? That's the story we're going to tell. Um, and, you know, you, you had a, you know, one episode with the little boy taking the baby Jesus for a ride in his little red wagon yeah. and having to follow up on the case. But that story did have a, let's say, a more positive ending, and there was a moral or, or morality uh, component at the end of it. But uh, but to answer your question, I would imagine on on the whole that would, this this is probably unusual for for early television. Yeah, for early television, yeah, for because like I said, here's a here's a Christmas episode that is is very heavy. Yeah, 
And it is, it's not, you know, usually I think the Christmas episodes that would be heavy, there'd be some sort of gift of the Magi, yeah. uh, theme to it, uh, but, or even if somebody winds up empty handed on Christmas, they have something that fulfills their heart that yeah. money can't buy, or, you know, it would always be. It would have a traditional Hollywood ending. Yes. yes. It would have, uh, yeah, basically it's a wonderful life. The richest man in town, right. yeah. Uh, which, you know, of course, that always happens when the bank's ready to foreclose. Yeah. But it's a very, very powerful episode, and you look at it, and it's like just as relevant today. Probably even more so yeah. because it's in black and white. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, just... Going back to the yeah. to the noir element. And going back to the noir element, but it just seems like I, I saw this uh, last year, and this time last year, you know, uh, guns were definitely uh, on everybody's mind. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. With, with Newton, right? With uh, exactly Newton and uh, Wayne Lapierre, mm-hmm. and people saying no. Uh, you, know, you know, people were still arguing over the fact that you know, yes, you know, w- responsible gun ownership, and you know, we teach the kids how to use the gun properly. You know, it's like no. This has been some. This has been a dialogue that has been going on for now. 60 years yeah. and uh and 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 the fact that you do have this icon of Joe Friday that uh you know big fan of the LAPD big fan of law enforcement all that but i think people sometimes forget when they want to kind of repurpose an icon like Joe uh to know Jack Webb showed a, a great deal of reverence for the LAPD but uh i think he wanted to get you know a, a certain message out that there are certain universal truths and certain senses of right and wrong and just, you know, children playing with guns and even though, even if they manufacture it to be slightly smaller for them to handle, it's still a bad idea. Yeah, it's just, it's a message that holds true today. Yeah, but when you have something that, uh, like I said, when you look, most of us know Joe as color, anti-drug Joe. Uh, mm-hmm. That many yeah, of those right. episodes in the sixties, the, the, the were, Joe that has been, you know, character, you know, has, has, yeah. has been sent up. Unfortunately, the last twenty five years. Yeah, and by the way, I love Dan Aykroyd's yeah. uh, Joe. For, you know, so I full disclosure there. But uh, when you look at some of the stuff, I, I think it it has the same effect to the viewers the way that Reefer Madness had yeah. on its desired audience that when they do try to produce something to say hey drugs are not cool says the guy in the crew cut right you know it really <laughs> it does you know it really well we should organize the kids to have a campaign but something it just doesn't work but something like this because it's it's sober when you're using the medium and 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 uh using know. the medium and using a child yeah yeah it really does hit home uh if you look at um you know, a, a, a crime drama now, if you have a, a kid in the mix, it takes on a very different weight. Exactly. You know, the difference, you know, between, you know, a, a solving the case of a murdered child versus a beautiful young co-ed, uh, it's, it, it does ca- take on a much uh, heavier weight to it and a much stronger impact. And, uh, you know, I'm like to see that you know a lot of these shows carry on a certain legacy that Jack Webb was trying to to bring across there but uh all of these episodes i mentioned i have found on youtube at least at the time that we're recording this the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-917-2194. 800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.